Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Mandy and Rock learn that they love cream pies as they enjoy solo play to start their journey in the lifestyle, but soon they discover that couple play was more suited to their desires. They share an amazing first full swap that leads to a second round in the shower. And we're back at the sex apartment. Today we have Rock and Mandy joining us. Welcome, guys. Hi. Thank you. Hi. Welcome, welcome. We have known you guys for about five months now and have seen you at all sorts of different events. And it has been very entertaining watching you guys go down this path and dabble in different things. We thought it would be a lot of fun to get you guys here. You are also headed to Naughty, which actually begins the day this episode comes out. Yes. So we're excited. We are excited to see you guys there with us. We're looking forward to it. That'll be our first big lifestyle event. Oddly enough, same for us. Oh, really? Yeah, yes. Very cool. As we typically do, let's start off with how you guys discovered there was a lifestyle. I kind of knew about it already, but I didn't really know what all was going on. I just saw group sex. That's all I thought. It was people having like group sex. But just kind of felt like we hit that partner relationship where we needed some more fun. I brought it up several times. <laughs> <laughs> now how did you bring it up just like i always do <laughs> just straightforward random squirrel brain yeah okay what do you think about uh dabbling in uh the swinger lifestyle and what was your reaction to that well at- i mean obviously if it was brought up several times it had to be fantastic the first time right yeah it definitely <laughs> took a couple times well she said no um, the first time yeah i was like No, that typical woman insecurity, like, why am I not enough after Googling more Mm -hmm. and kind of just looking into it more and then him bringing it up more just opened up that door, I guess, where I was like, okay, maybe. And he's persistent. How did he bring it up? We would have times where we would just sit there and talk and have like deep conversations about life, our relationship, our goals and everything like that and what we can do to improve. And so that's really when it was brought up. Right. A lot of times just sitting on the couch. just Sex. Let's talk. That's how we improve. <laughs> It works. Um, eventually, it was just, all right, maybe we can try something of the sort. Then what did I do as soon as you said that? He jumps on anything as soon as he gets the, <laughs> the okay. Yeah. He's like, yeah, feeling. okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and just run. No time to backtrack. Yeah, there's no change in no. your mind now. <laughs> it's like I heard a yes. No. <laughs> Which is great because I need that because I'm indecisive a lot of times. So I'm like, maybe it's okay. And then I'll like back off. But he just runs with it. And I trust him. So I just run wherever he's running. We just, we go. <laughs> And so I wrote out while she was sleeping one morning on a piece of paper, like, all right, this is what our rules will be. Oh and it was lengthy. Oh my God. Wow. So then I left it on the table. I love you. And then went to work. <laughs> so I wake up to this. Good morning, honey. It's like I was thinking. And it's like, yeah, just this whole list of things, just Stuff you rules, like 
<laughs> boundaries at that point of what he thought would be good for us then. Do you remember what was on the list? Yeah, I mean, a lot of what I got was from Googling and different things online that resonated like, yeah, that sounds good. So the whole premise was we we're going to do separate dating. Oh, not just swinger lifestyle okay. stuff because that sounded really complicated to me. Wow, four personalities, same room. Maybe we should try separately. Mm-hmm. And so that's the route we took initially. at first, yeah, to just do it separate, checking in with each other and kind of knowing about the other person before we just go out with them. And so we did do the separate play for a couple of months, I'd say, at first. Now, what did that include? Facebook dating. Just horrid. Um, (laughs) But I had met a couple people. So I went out on dates with them, did meet one guy that it was a consistent thing for a month. But the problem with that is he knew his place. Like he understood what this was. I explained, I'm in an open relationship. This is just for fun. He was kind of getting more feelings than mm. I liked. Yeah. So I had to break it off. That was part um, of the rule too. If somebody's getting more attached and they're not really understanding what it's about, then you know we're going to have to break it off. You mentioned Facebook dating, but did it go beyond just the dating? Yeah, I'd met a man. He was really nice. He was a good guy. Rock knew all about him. I told him everything. That was one of our things was we tell each other everything, especially about the other person. A safety concern, you mm-hmm. know. I met him a few times. He lived close, which was nice. I'd go over to his house after work, and then we would hook up. And then I'd come home, and it would be really, really hot for us. What would you do when you got home? Oh, he would Bend play her over. it, but you can, you can the, say, yeah. fuck the shit out of me. <laughs> it We're, was just... You gave him graphic details of what happened? I would tell him, and then there were certain things that we really liked about it. Cream pies. Mm-hmm. I really love cream pies. We just had that discussion last night. <laughs> and so going out with this other man and doing that with him and getting filled by him and then coming home to rock and then us going at it and getting filled by him, it turns me on a lot and turns him on a lot. Something we didn't really know until we experienced it. And then we're like, oh. Oh, this is nice. <laughs> yeah. It's like the yeah. dirtier, raunchier side of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's oh. like that taboo kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, like taboo. It was fun, though. Yeah. And now was it just the one guy or? It was yeah. just the one guy. Because it lasted like a month, I yeah. would say. I did go on a date with a girl. Because <laughs> I was curious. I've always yeah. been curious. I've only ever kissed a girl before. And so I told him, maybe a girl, like that would be okay. Like, I don't want to dabble in it. I want to experience that. I did go on a date with a girl, but her situation was kind of weird. And so nothing ever came of it just because I think her intentions and her husband's intentions were not pure. Meaning? She came over to the house. We were hanging out. And then she's like, oh, like, let's go to a, like a sex store to pick out an outfit, maybe or toys. I think I had to go and she's like, oh, I can take you. So I'm like, okay, cool. She broke a rule. At that point, yes, there was a rule that you don't leave wherever you are without telling the other. Okay. So she did. So I did. We're at Cirilla's and I'm looking at stuff, how the store set up, there's a wall. And so all of a sudden I hear a man's voice and her talking to a man. And so I like turn around the corner and it was her husband. That's weird. Yes. (laughs) And I'm texting him because he was asking me, like, oh, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, I'm at a sex shop. I'm like, hmm. Okay. I'm thinking, like, yeah, all right. We'll, we'll be talking about that. You, you kind of broke a rule there, but that's okay. Yeah. But then when she told me that, then I, told him that. I was like, you need to tell her to bring you home. 
Yeah, and so I was just pretty uncomfortable with it because that's not what this was. Like, it was just Mm -hmm. supposed to be her and I. Mm -hmm. So, And she lied. She told Amanda that she didn't have any money, so she called her husband up there to bring her some money. She's driving, like, a $70,000 truck. (laughs) Like, you don't have a credit card. That was her excuse as to why he was there is because he was going to pay for whatever she was going to buy. So, originally, she was inviting Mandy over to her house, and I was like, no, I don't really like that because, you know, she's married, and she was saying, like, oh, my husband will just go and smoke cigars with the guys while I have fun, and I was like, no, I'm not feeling that. So, dating singly. After that, I was like, all right, we need to restructure here. This (laughs) This isn't going smoothly. Now, how did it go on your end? I met a girl who was married. They were in an open relationship. She had told her husband about me. He was not dating somebody at the time, but he was like trying to. So she was trying to get him active and he was talking to somebody. And so, yeah, I would just go over there. We would hook up and, you know, he would be at work. But he like knew I was coming over and Mm -hmm. was like totally fine, which was a little bit awkward because you're like first time you're going over you're like picturing yourself in that bed you're like looking they're like okay that's where they sleep like he sleeps in that bed too like it was just awkward at first every time i came over there i was picturing like he was gonna come home or something like god what happens if she's lying to me comes home so i used to be super nervous so you never had contact with him no to confirm any of this never had contact with him just you know my judge of character is pretty solid so a lot of questions especially in person like if you're lying to me I'm, I'm pretty good i'm gonna pick up on it yeah i believed her she was she was solid about it it was just a far drive it was like an hour and a half for a booty call so i was like man three hours it's dedication yeah, yeah after i did that a few times four or five times i was like this is rough man <laughs> <laughs> So when you got back from your three-hour journey, what was that moment like when the two of you got back together? It wasn't the same. It didn't have the same energy as when she came back. I'm not really sure why. It was like, I was probably tired. I was going to say the drive took it out. Now, that being said, did you want to hear the stories? I wanted to hear what happened. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to hear full details at that point. Okay. I just wasn't ready to, but I did ask him questions, definitely. It was hot to hear That he did have a good time and that he enjoyed himself. Now, did it turn you on hearing those things? I think at that point it did, but I was still kind of in my head about it. So I was Mm -hmm. fighting the fact that it was okay to me. What were you thinking? That I shouldn't be feeling like this is kind of hot. It's an equal thing. Like I was doing the same things he was doing. So So you felt you shouldn't be thinking it was hot, but you did. So you weren't, you were conflicted. (laughs) Right. I was definitely conflicted. Yes. You've been there. Yeah, because I mean, I have never been in this kind of relationship before. How do I react to this? How do I feel? Because in all my other ones, it was not okay. It was a monogamous relationship. That's what it is. For us to try this, and I'm saying it's okay, because it is okay. It was definitely hard at first. That was about the time Andy had her little event with the girl. We need to maybe look at some other options. Yeah. So I think I had actually said to him, we need to find other couples that do this too, because they already know their place. They know Mm -hmm. what this is. Because for me, like the guy was getting a little too attached. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't texting him back right away, or Mm -hmm. if he didn't see me, however often. So we have to find some people that understand. That's when he had brought up different clubs around here. Then we started to do more Googling and more research. Yeah, yeah. So then we found a club to go to for New Year's. New Year's. New Year's. That was our New Year's party. We had nothing to oh, do. We were was... like, you know, let's do this. It'll be like a big event for yeah. us, you know? We were super nervous, too. It was so funny. We were like sitting in the parking lot. Oh, my God. Are we about to do this? What's it like in there? It was so weird. Just I just remember the feelings flooding through. What were you guys picturing was on the other side of the those doors 
a big orgy yeah. going on. Older people, sex everywhere. Everywhere. That's what I pictured because I'd never been to any sort of club like that before. Now, you had already been to another club, so you kind of knew it wasn't quite that, but you hadn't been to this club? I had not been to this club. I had been to the other club, but it was like I was meeting somebody there, date sort of thing. So I wasn't really focused on any of that. And we didn't have any intention of doing any of that. We'd already discussed that because I'm like, I'm, I don't want to meet you at a club for a first date. That sounds crazy. No way. <laughs> But I was going there with Manny, who I love. I was picturing this group setting and how I would react and how I would respond and what it would feel like. Now, what were your rules at that point walking in there? So at that point, we had never done anything together with anyone else. It was always separate. We had talked to a few couples, I think, before then, but nothing ever came of any of it. We had just done group chat. Having previously, I won't say struggled with, but weren't sure where you would be seeing or the thought of him being with somebody else. How were you guys, as far as rules go, with what would be okay since you hadn't done anything together at this point? We really didn't have expectations no. that night. Yeah. So we were both super nervous. Both of us are just last minute, oh, let's just do this. And so we didn't super plan this New Year's Eve thing. So when we went, it was just kind of like, we're just going to go. We're with each other. So at the least, we have each other. Mm -hmm. If we meet other people, we'll just see how it goes. So we did not have any expectations. Zero rules. We didn't know <laughs> what to do or what to expect. Nothing. Yeah. So we planned more for the single play dates. But when it came to this, spur of the moment, we're like, we're just going to go to this club we're gonna see how it feels and we ended up getting a room by ourselves it door was, open door closed it was closed okay. and it was over with the wall only goes up like halfway you can hear everybody on the other side because they have like a pool table big tv and so we're like having sex and my ears are like on the other side of the door yeah. <laughs> and like i'm having sex and i'm like i just hear everybody I'm like god oh, what do i why can i hear all these people like <laughs> it's like it was just so weird i just could not get into the mindset i just couldn't i told her i can't i'm stuck yeah. <laughs> so about five ten minutes and i was done <laughs> we did watch a lot though beforehand so yeah that we had, was like fun. walked around done a little lap and what was going on and then we're like okay yeah let's just get a room he was definitely, it was harder for him than it was for me. What were you thinking as you heard all the voices? I thought it was hot. Did oh, you find I yourself was... being a little extra loud at that point? Just to <laughs> let other people know you were there? Was I? I don't You're know. Always, but... She's always loud. Oh. <laughs> I don't know about extra loud. Yeah. But it prove that it was definitely hot to know that like people are just right over there and I can like separate that from this. And I know it's harder for men. Uh, amen. Yeah. <laughs> so I get that. And I, well, we've had the conversation bad, many a times. For me, come on. Like, mm -hmm. let's just do this. It's okay that they're over there. They're over there. Like, we're right here. Cool. Okay. But now it wouldn't bother me. It would still bother me. <laughs> I'm, I'm past it now. You've, you've come a long way? I've come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. What else happened that first night? That was just it. We had played with ourselves and then I think we talked to some people. Yeah, we noticed couples, you know, when you go to the club and somebody's interested in you, it's usually the girl, but a lot of times it's both people like staring at you mm -hmm. and then you'll walk past them and they'll either turn their neck to look at you. So there was a lot of that and us being shy at that moment, not really knowing it's okay to just walk up to those people and talk to them. And it was really busy. New Year's. I was going to say, New Year's packed. is a big party to go There's for. There's a lot of time. people. It's almost as bad as going Halloween. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah same. 
And he picks up on that way more than I do. If someone is interested, he gets it right away. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm off in the clouds I feel like somewhere. that's a trend. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> yeah. the, the women just don't pick up no, on it. They're the, not, the guys no. are like, oh my gosh, they're so into you. So. Yeah, he'll be like, dude, <laughs> she, they're There's looking. There's a puddle <laughs> in front of him. What are you talking about? <laughs> be like, really? He's like, yes. I'm like, like oh. Did they even look this way? I didn't even know. He's like, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> What was it like getting home after that? I think it was a lot for both of us. So I'm pretty sure when we went home, we just went to bed. Yeah, no big uh, (laughs) sex fest. Yeah, no like after party at the house. (laughs) It was late. I think we stayed the whole time. And they were open later because it was New Year's. Mm -hmm. By the time it was the end, we were good. What was it that made you guys want to go back? The whole experience. Like for me, like when I was younger, I never went out to the clubs. I didn't get dressed up. I didn't do anything. When I was looking on the site that they have all these different events and like different themes. And oh, wow, that's really cool. Just seeing that like, oh, people dress up for this stuff. That was just really interesting to me. And I wanted to do it. And I just get really into it. Yes. And then for him too, like he'll dress up too. So that makes it fun for me. (laughs) Like we both dress up, you know, some guys don't when they go there, which Mm -hmm. is fine. Totally fine. I would say far more don't, but the ones that do. I would it's tell fun. me if I'm wrong, but you get a little bit of extra attention for we're, going, oh, look at you. You did we're more exciting. Definitely. Yeah. We're more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, that's like the fun aspect of it is getting dressed up beforehand. Him and I getting dressed up before and, oh, does getting this look good? Again. Does yeah. this look good? And like looking online, oh, should you wear this? Should we wear this? And yeah. It's just super, it's fun to me. Going to the club, we didn't really know how we were going to hook up with somebody, but we were on another dating app for couples. And that's where we kind of got a lot of our chatting experience with couples Mm -hmm. before we made the transition to the club and had play at the club. After New Year's, where'd you go from there? Before New Year's, we had been talking to different couples online already. Field is the Mm -hmm. app. Mm -hmm. And so we met this one online. We were talking and then we met them out for like dinner. Just... They had never been with anybody either. Okay. Yeah, they had done like threesomes with other men, but never. No full swap couple. And she had been with a woman years ago. Not in a while. But she was eager to see him with someone else. Because, I mean, typically those couples that only do other men are very, eh, not our I thing. Know. I had thought about that too. So this was she- a thing like she said she was, but then there, when it started getting closer and closer, you could see she was getting more anxious and more anxious. Yeah, more hesitant. Um, on it. We actually did three vanilla dates with them wow. before we actually committed to the hotel because there was a lot of communication. Just a lot of reassurance, you know, that everybody was on board and then we all matched up together. We put the work in. Definitely <laughs> put the work in. Three three vanilla dates before yeah. is that's yeah. that is now when you say vanilla, are we talking full vanilla or was there well, a little they got a flirting, little touching, more, kissing? No, they definitely got more flirty. Definitely the the one before the event definitely definitely was we swapped so let's go into this and then you sit with him and then i'll sit with her and the pretty much the whole evening went that way so a lot of touching between me and the other guy's wife and a lot of touching between mandy and him okay mm-hmm. so a lot of flirting so you could see your partner with this other person she can see me with the girl and really just making sure everybody felt good, you know, because we didn't know how we were going to feel. And we talked about that. Like we do separate play, but now I have to watch you while I'm trying to perform. And so I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. You were wondering. Yeah, I was wondering big time. Yeah, I didn't know how I was going to react. Like I knew emotionally, like I'm secure, like I would be fine. Well, I get just too nervous where I'll have to shut down for a little bit (laughs) because that's typically what happened. 
So how did it go then? I think it went great. We had well, both had a lot of fun. No, at the date. Oh, the date? Yeah, or, at the dates. Like we yeah. both had a lot of fun. I think in the moment, I'm sure some feelings came up for all of us because it was a new experience. But we got through it. The night we're all like, oh, I can't wait to see you again. And we did. We ended up setting a whole little hotel room up with them. We did that. And we went to dinner beforehand too. We did like the couple so, swaps. So mm-hmm. I sat with the girl yeah. and then Mandy sat by him. Yeah. She had told me we went to the bathroom and she told me that night. she was not like a hundred percent about it. She's like, I may be at like a 70. Yeah. So I'm Mandy like, and him are hitting it off over there, like flirting yeah. at the dinner table. Yeah, me and, and, him me and her are, are kind of like shoulder to shoulder. Maybe our knees are touching and I'm like, I don't know. There's some kind of tension here. Yeah. So, so she told me that and I told sure. I told him because we all need to know. You sure. know? Oh absolutely. Yeah. And so I mean good for her for actually acknowledging yes. it instead yeah. of just sitting she, there stewing in it. So yeah. oh, for sure. Very she true. was amazing. So glad she communicated that and I was able to tell him because then he can kind of adjust how he was mm-hmm. and not be like too pushy or anything like that. So, but we finished off dinner and then I think in the car we talked about it more. Got about the uh, it. got the green light. We got the- <laughs> Yeah, we got because we rode together. We rode with them. Okay. So how was that conversation? It was a little awkward. Yeah, I just brought it up. I said, "So are we at like sixty percent, or because that's (laughs) which direction have we gone? Yeah, (laughs) because that's what she had communicated to Mandy that she was at about sixty percent. So I was just like, "So are we at like sixty percent? Is that what I heard?" And she was like, "Oh no, no, that's not what I meant." And then it just opened it up from there. She was just getting some mixed feelings. I think maybe she got caught up watching those two together Mm -hmm. and how they were vibing really well, and then. Kind of took time. away yes. from us. We weren't. I wasn't really focused on her because I was watching them because they were like really flirty, and I think that's kind of where it stemmed from. But it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. No, and from every experience, we learn a lot about us and about other people, and just so how much. to yeah. navigate this. Mm-hmm. Really, so the night ended great because we went back to the hotel. It was an all nighter. That was amazing because that was our first. Full swap. And that was my first time with a girl. She was wonderful. She was amazing. That was probably the best woman I could have been with for the first time. Aww. Yeah, she was a sweetheart for sure. I definitely needed a lot of coaching. I'll say that. There's a lot of times where I wasn't really sure what to do, but I have Rock over here like, do this, do this. <laughs> he definitely pushed me a lot to like. I'm, through, I'm running through my like childhood list of when you're an adolescent. Like, Everything you want to see. Yeah, like all the stuff you wanted to make happen Checking in boxes. your life. Yeah. All, I'm like, oh, what about your thing in porno? You're like, what porno? Oh my God. Do this, do this, Like do with this. me going down on her, I'd never gone down on anyone. So I didn't know what to do. So I'm like tiptoeing. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, get in get there. In there. Yeah. Like, get let in me, there. Let me help do this. correct you. It was it's this way. It was amazing. <laughs> was, and the guys watching the guys, because him and then the husband were pouring drinks. We're in awe about this. Like watching both of <laughs> I, us. Because that guy hadn't yeah, been hadn't well, seen I his tear, woman I with a woman. So. I teared up. I swear I got emotional. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. This is great. Yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of emotional, but it was like exciting and like, yeah, there was just a lot going on. Yeah. Just like hands everywhere. Yes. I love that. It was great. I love that. So from like that first swap experience, that's what I want. Like, I want that energy. I want everyone to just be with everyone. Like Mm -hmm. this whole thing, not just super separate on like separate beds. Like it was just one bed for all of us. And so no, there's two. two. No, there was two. Mm -hmm. So we started off on separate, but then came together. And that's really when, wow, I like this a lot. 
What was it like watching him with someone else? Oh, at first it was rough, definitely. Really? Yes. Because in my head, I had pictured things, but to actually see it in person is different than what is in my head. Now you just described this as an amazing night. How long did it take to go from rough to amazing? (laughs) (laughs) Not long, not long at all. Watching him with her, it was only rough for the first few minutes. And then as I'm getting back into the moment, like, oh, I'm with this guy as well. It can't just be about me, I guess is the best way to say it. So like I'm getting back into it with him and then he's enjoying himself. She's enjoying herself and I'm a people pleaser. So I want everyone to be just super happy. Yeah. So I just push those thoughts out. Then it turned and then it was just hot. Mm-hmm. to watch him do what he does her what he does to me it was really hot yeah to watch you pound her honestly <laughs> <laughs> and she was very flexible so that was bonus it's fun like that. that was that that's was super great. fun yeah, and was what was rough. it like on your end seeing her with someone i remember looking over seeing him on top of her for me, it kind of pulled me away from what I was doing. So then we started to have little malfunctioning, performance issues. And so I really didn't look much. Once I realized I was being pulled out of the sexy element and into the voyeurism, I'm just watching element. I kind of just stopped looking after that. I turned her <laughs> in a way where I didn't have to see as much, not because I didn't want to, but because it was just overwhelming. There was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool. There was the point where like he was getting ready to enter her and then he hollered for his chick to watch him at that actual Uh. very moment and so like we both saw that because he made an announcement kind of like (laughs) (laughs) not verbally but it was pretty obvious he was like hey babe look over i forget what he said exactly but i looked over and i'm like what what's (laughs) going on and then you know, and then that's happening. See the face she made as it went in for the first the time? The face, yes. Mm-hmm. The facial. His face. And his face, yeah. His I face. think she just wanted to see him because she had never seen him with yeah. another woman. So I think they actually had initial. maybe talked about that moment, and that's yeah. why that happened mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah One of my favorite moments is watching her face as it goes in for the first time. Okay, so, so very cool. <laughs> yeah. And so that was like a newer experience for all of us at that point. Yeah. Maybe after about 15 minutes of that awkwardness, maybe 10 minutes even, we pretty much got into our I I was going to say, (laughs) because you went from turning her to face away to, okay, now let's all hang out together on the same bed. Yeah. So clearly something flipped for you as well. He came pretty quick. Yeah. And then so then Mandy came over (laughs) to our bed. Hold on. We were laying there after he finished and we were kind of just like cuddling and just watching them. And at that point, I was okay with it. So I, I was liking watching them, and he was liking watching them. Then all of a sudden, I just had this thought, no, I want to be a part of this. I don't want to just be over here while they're over there. And so I told him, hey, I'm going to go over there. Is that okay? He's like, yeah, yeah. And so I came over. I was like, so I like, just started. You said, like, I want to be over here. I'm like, yeah, can I can I come over here with you? And I was like, what? Yeah, absolutely. Please. No, please, yeah, so, no. Right. Oh, oh it's gosh. like. Is that a thing? Like, I don't even know. Like, yes, please come over. I think I just started touching her, maybe touching him, just kissing. And so just adding to their, what they were doing. That's where I had two girls going down at me for the first time, which was super intense. Solid first Very hot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We did all the things. Yeah. So then we went over and then it was just us three for a minute. And then the guy did come over and was like watching more and touching more he came over too and so then that's when the whole little group thing started which was amazing tell me more about the group thing a lot of hands everywhere lots of sucking different 
things, <laughs> cocks, boobs, whatever's in your face. You just, you just get put it. Put in your mouth. Yeah, I get you. You right. just put it in your mouth. Like, <laughs> for me. That's a good girl. Least, you know, just like, oh, you know, it's there. Yeah, there was just a lot. Oh, that happened. Hang it by her mouth more often. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just I mean, put it by her mouth. Yeah, just put it's, it in. It's down. there. Uh, instant reaction. Yeah. It's just a natural thing. Like, oh, it's a boob. Okay. Oh, it's a cock. Yeah, just get it in. Just get it in. Yeah, that happened for a little while. I think we did take a break, though. Yeah. Definitely yeah. pour some more drinks, talk it over, Hydrate, you know, high fives, stuff no, like that. Five. And then, oh, and then we went to the shower. Her and I went to the shower because we were in the hotel. Locked the door. We, oh, oh. For a little bit. But yeah, her and I went. Well, to I didn't the know it was locked. I then, was like, okay, they're going to do like a little girl thing. Like, this is cool. Like, consciously locked the time. door, though? I think I she locked it. Me? No, no, no. No, I yeah, think I don't because I don't think I knew it, it was locked. So I wouldn't yeah. have locked the door because that was like kind of one of our things. Like so. a half hour went by, me and him were talking. After a while, I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm going, <laughs> I'm going in there. He's like, yeah, I want to go in there too. So then I go up to the door. I'm like, I'm like, we're it's not. locked. I'm like, oh, absolutely not. I'm, hey, <laughs> open this door. It's been a half hour. Like, you, you girls are good. We're coming in. And so we all pack in this shower, you know, a hotel shower. Typically, it's just like the bathtub mm-hmm. shower mm-hmm. with the sliding doors. He's on the back of one side. I'm in the back of another. <laughs> and I think me and Mandy start having sex standing up. So she's holding her leg up and we're having sex. And it was pretty hot. It was like our first and only really to this date group shower. Group shower, yeah. In the tiniest shower imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> Very tight. Yeah, and he was tall. I know he was huge. There was one point where we had to like, somehow we switched and passed and it was like the shuffle, me and him like going to switch like, oh God, is it going to happen? Like we were very careful. Little head bops. Yeah. Cool, moving on. It wasn't like creepy awkward because me and him were like, we were really cool together because we had so many pre-dates and texting, practically know this guy. In the shower, that was lots of fun for sure. And then I think after that, we did go back out and do it. Again, wow. just on the bed, all of us. Yeah, it was a long night. Very long. <laughs> Did you spend the night? Or yes. Okay. Yeah. So we had the double beds. We eventually got a couple hours of sleep. I think a couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we went yeah. to Panera for I was breakfast. Say, Did you wake up and do it again? Or no? Oh, <laughs> God, we were. Yeah. Was, that you know, was I'm a soldier, but after that, it's like. <laughs> I got to recuperate here. Yeah. We, need, we need some time. <laughs> a lot of stimulation, definitely. So the next sure. day, all of us were like, good. And you checked back in with her and she was she was happy. Yeah. She was good. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. No mixed feelings after Nothing that. Nothing crazy, no. Mm-mm. And that drive home, how was that? Was that just oh, it was like high? It was like just replaying the visions in your head. Wow, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> Hey, babe, remember when you did that? Remember when you were going down on me and then she was going down on me? It was like, did that really happen? Like, yeah. It was very surreal. Yeah, there's a lot of communication between us on the drive home. That was happening it. and just knowing that you have all this memories in your head now, these amazing events that just occur that people just dream of and, you know, yeah. guy talk your whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, guys talk about this stuff. You just did it. It's real and life. And it was real life. life and it was amazing. <laughs> So I know how much Rock and Mandy are looking forward to Naughty, but we are also looking forward to Naughty as well. I mean, technically, 
if you're listening to this, we're at Naughty as you hear this. Yes, that was a big pull on why we wanted to get Rock and Mandy in and interviewed and put on because we would have some maybe stories to share later on. Yes. so Or hopefully, fingers crossed. Rock and Mandy are at Naughty and so are Nick and Elizabeth. And hopefully we're very much enjoying ourselves. Yes. If you happen to be at Naughty and you're listening to this podcast right now, you may want to keep your eyes peeled for some hump day quickie swag or bring in a bunch of it and hopefully we'll be handing it out absolutely all right let's jump into this episode yes he presents the lifestyle in a very straightforward that's it persistently yes too yes with a quick hell no maybe and multiple times until she gives in her initial reaction why why do you want to do this am i not enough and i think that is the reaction of many women who are of a very standard mindset that monogamy is the way you do it and everything outside of monogamy is viewed as the wrong way to do things that it's not good for your relationship there's so many negative viewpoints of anything outside of monogamy right that it's hard to hear somebody recommend or suggest that your relationship open itself up and then not immediately turn it in on yourself. Like, well, what am I doing wrong that monogamy doesn't work for you? What am I missing? Why can't I fulfill all of those things? Taking the time to research any anything that's out there that's referring to open relationships, you'll quickly find out that most of the people within open relationship type settings are people who are very fulfilled within their relationship, but they're just looking to expand that and make that connection with their partner just that much better. Mm-hmm. It's always interesting to me that we do have that preset notion that one person should be enough for right. another person and that should be that and never have to revisit that ever again in your relationship. I would say the, that immediate reaction of, wait, why do you want sex with other people? Right. It's a normal reaction. It should be a question you have. Why do you want this? Mm-hmm. Because if you can't answer that in an ethical way to your partner and say, because I think this would benefit our relationship, if you're saying, no, I want sex with other people because I just want sex with other people and not you anymore, or, mm-hmm. you know, then you need to ask the question. It needs to be asked. It needs to be something that you visit in your head. It's just a matter of what the answer is. Now, I think there's a big difference between, hey, let's have an open relationship and let's get into the lifestyle. How about the fact that he started it off with a note of rules on the counter? (laughs) Love you, babe. (laughs) Part of me is like waking up to that and reading that. I would think, holy mackerel, I don't even know if I can do this. This is a lot. But another part of me thinking from his perspective I know when the relationship was brought up to me, my mind was running like crazy. And to think, oh gosh, I got to get this all down on paper. And I'm much better at communicating via writing than I am (laughs) via Mm -hmm. speaking. So I think if I can get all my thoughts onto paper and hand it off to you and give you a moment to think it over and figure out your end, then this would be an ideal setup for me. Like here, I'll leave you my rules and you let me know what you think. I mean, on one hand, it's, hey, look, I've put some thought into this and here's what I think is best for us. Yeah. Take your time. Look at it because honestly, if I was to come to you and go, okay, here's my rules. Number one, there's no way you're not stopping me midway through or at the end of number one before I even get to number two, which may answer your questions to number one and so forth. So it's really a good way to do it. And she's already said, yes, let's give it a try. Mm -hmm. So I think it's great that he presented it and here's my thoughts and gave her the opportunity to digest it. 
Yes, I agree. I think having that time, that space between reading the rules and just time to figure out your own thoughts on it is really an idea, especially when you're talking about a relationship that initially she said no, Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of times you'll read or hear people say when you introduce a lifestyle to your partner and they say no, back off it, don't talk about it again. They've said no and that's it. I think a lot of that has to do with knowing your partner. She said he's very much a person in their relationship relationship that pushes her outside her boundaries and she needs that. And there are people that are like that. They work well with their partner because one partner pushes the other in a sense that they understand where those boundaries really lie Mm -hmm. versus their own personal hangups are that are holding them back. This was a great way to give her time to digest and think about it for a little while. What I'm not sure was the right way to start was with separate dates. It's so tough. You know, we talk about how we do this podcast and we learn all of the different ways that different couples have gone about it. We've heard different angles in which we may not have thought were ideal and seen those things work out for people. So, you know, to each their own. So maybe it was the way they needed to start in order for them to come together at the point that they finally found that couples were maybe more their angle that worked better for them ultimately. And he's right. In theory, the four-way connection is a very difficult thing to find. We have gotten incredibly lucky where the vast majority of times that we've talked to couples, we get that four-way connection damn near instantly. But I can see the fear of, wait, how are we going to do this? And are we going to be spinning our wheels forever just trying to get this going? Another concern that if you bring up, hey, let's start with dating separate people, that's also going to push the, wait, did you already have somebody in mind? Yes, definitely. I think that immediately throws up the red flag in the sense that you want to sleep with other people, but you want to do this on your own? but this is somehow supposed to help us. That definitely is that first red flag Mm -hmm. when I hear it. Now, knowing them, having heard his explanation of, well, it seemed really daunting to try to get four people to connect. So I thought the easiest way to do this would be to connect ourselves and then move from there. And the fact that the person that he found was three hours away, I'm guessing he didn't have somebody in mind already. So (laughs) Sounds like it wasn't already predetermined. Yes. I also think based on what he mentioned he really enjoyed and the way they reconnected after she came back was he really loves the idea of sharing her and hearing what happened with her and their reconnection moment after she does something. Mm -hmm. I love that they found that the cream pie was something that was super sexy for them and something that they really enjoyed sharing after the fact. Mm -hmm. I I thought that was something really cool that came out of the individual play that they weren't really expecting. And I always love hearing about the things that you randomly find out that you're like, oh, that's really hot. And I didn't know I'd think that was hot. (laughs) It's a very taboo subject in the lifestyle because protection is a big thing for the vast majority of us. But occasionally you get that moment where there's that extra horny moment or that extra, hey, you know, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. I have this connection here. Let's make this happen. We literally were talking about this the night before we did this interview with them. Mm -hmm. How hot it would be to have that moment with you after that. It definitely got you going that night too. We talk about it quite a bit. But then she goes out on a date with a girl. Immediately as this is getting set up, Rock is getting his spidey sense of, eh, something's not right here. Why does she want you to come to her house? 
this husband seems like he's trying for more. They seem to be trying to find a unicorn in whatever possible way they can. No, I'd rather have her come here just so I know you're in a safe spot where you're not getting pushed into something. And within minutes, they end up at a sex shop and the husband shows up. So yeah. clearly his spidey senses were spot on. We're pretty spot on. Yeah. Navigating the lifestyle, digging through profile after profile after profile on websites and trying to figure out a couple that matches what you're looking for mm -hmm. and then finding it, but then seeing it play out in real life. It is so hard to make everybody's preferences match. And mm -hmm. I know that the unicorn hunters of the world have found it very difficult to oh, yeah. find single women who want to do something like this. And so they make profiles that would lead you to believe that they're looking more for just a female-female connection, right. make the wife of the other couple more comfortable. And it's just, it's a lot of digging. It's a lot of failure to find the things this that match. This is the importance of being honest with what you're looking for. The problem with these dating apps where it's as simple as swipe left, swipe right, chat away, and okay, let's meet, mm -hmm. is there isn't that space of being honest in what you're looking for. And if it's just, ooh, you're hot, let's see where it goes. Hey, come over to my house. My husband won't be here. Eh, how about you come here? Okay, well, now I got to find a way to get my husband involved. And hey, now let's go to a sex shop. Okay, cool. Just come to the sex shop. Mm -hmm. No, once she sees you, everything. That, and that that's was their mindset, I'm sure, was all she has to do is really see you and she'll be as, tra as attracted to you as I am. And of course, everything will go from there. Immediately, She's like, nope, not what we talked about. I'm out. And that is what most women will do in that situation, I hope. It's tough. Like you said, it just really boils down to being as honest as you possibly can when you're meeting people online. I enjoy meeting people face-to-face -face at our club and finding out if we have an immediate connection or if we don't and taking that relationship out into the world after the fact. I enjoy meeting people face-to-face. -face. It's so hard, even with our club's online site, to feel like if you're going to make a connection or not. Mm -hmm. Because initially, you know, you're first reaching out to people is very much a, hi, how are you? Welcome to the club or, you know, there's a brief, I what like are you interested in to see if there's profile. a couple things yeah. that are there that can be connection points. Like yeah. if somebody comes out with, oh, we love this, this, and this, and it's all things that we have no desire to do and everything that we love isn't on their list. I know right away, eh, not going to be a good connection. It might be tough for us to have something to talk about. But here's proof. We avoided Nancy and Loudon after they sent us a a response email that was a little outside of our comfort zone at mm -hmm. the time. And we were like, yeah, maybe they're not our style. We avoided them for months. Yeah. And then finally, when we get them in, they were one of the best connections we've had. And it was so fantastic meeting them. And then to find out later after the fact that, oh, yeah, they kind of sent that as a this is every single thing under the sun that we're looking for. And it wasn't even something we had to do with them. It right. was just something on their checklist of things. And had we have known any of that, it's just a matter of how people communicate in person versus what they are thinking they have to do online. Right. I feel like online, sometimes you push your boundaries because you're trying to get somebody's attention or mm -hmm. you're trying really hard and then you meet them in person and they're like oh these people are really great any kind of form of miscommunication can happen yeah just one thing said wrong online can make you go eh never mind yeah when it could have been an amazing connection and you're right it's tough 
which is why when we find couples that we like, we say, hey, let's have a pre-party. And we get a large group of people together because eh, maybe not every connection is going to work, but at least we gave it a shot. And it's much easier to give it a shot in a large group environment than it is that one-on-one where it's like, oh, okay, now this doesn't work. And how do I get out of this and all that? But unfortunately, you still have to weed through and have some uncomfortable dates before you find out, okay, those people aren't for us and that's fine, you know, moving on. Right. And after all that, they say, okay, individual dating is not our thing. Let's change this up and start dating couples. When she says that they started researching clubs and how they were going to move forward and start meeting couples versus trying to do this separately, it occurred to me that it's just not that straightforward of a process, right? We all struggle with this. How do we know as a couple, what we like, how do we know what we're looking for? And when we find it, what are we looking for? You know, are we trying to have a swap on two separate beds? Are we trying to have a foursome? What are we doing? What are we looking for? And there's just nothing out there that says step one. (laughs) And that's the thing. Everybody getting into this, We've never heard the, oh, yeah, I knew all about it. And when I heard about it, I was like, yeah, I want to get into that. Yeah. It was, we had these feelings. We wanted to do these things, but we didn't realize there were this many people out there that wanted to do it too and were already doing it. Yep. It's such a hidden, non-talked about thing. Unless you specifically go out searching for it and happen to hit that right search term or click on that right link, you don't even know that there's a whole fucking society out there. Well, and that's just it, right? Almost everybody we've talked to, the one common thread seems to be, I Googled it. Mm -hmm. I put a search term in Google and we started from there. And it's unfortunate. There's just no good one place to send somebody for information on this because, well, A, everybody's looking for something different. So Mm -hmm. you don't really necessarily know where to send them. And B, there's not a ton of really great information out there. There's a lot of really crummy articles that I myself read in the very beginning and looking back was like, that was so awful. I've heard information from other swingers that I don't agree with, that it's not necessarily the way it should be done or the way it should be looked at. But I'm not the one to judge. I'm not the one to tell you that that is or isn't the way because everybody figures this out in a different way. Yep. Totally different path, totally different journey. There's no one right way to do it because the right way is different for everybody depending on what they're looking for and how they want to experience it. Yep. So they go into a room, their first night at the club. Their first night at the club, yep. Close the door and they start trying to have sex. But the voices and that, just all the distractions making it hard to maintain. I 100% can relate. In a club situation, I struggle so much. And I don't know if it's my ADHD or what. I hear everything and I am distracted by everything to where I can't just quiet focus right here. I truly feel bad for men in the lifestyle. It is a hard or sometimes not (laughs) place to be sometimes. And I can understand how that is really tricky. Mm -hmm. But the trick is remembering that there are other things you can do in that situation. So don't give up (laughs) or distract yourself in other ways. Well, it's funny. As a teenager, I was always told by my boyfriends that they had to distract themselves to to stop from coming. Mm -hmm. So they would always have some sort of trick. Think about baseball or think about grandma or something like that. And that would stop them. Mm -hmm. Where now (laughs) we have to get your distraction off the other things and I'll pull you in. Right. (laughs) It's funny how the tables have turned. It really is. What's also funny is that 
the crazy number of women that have no idea that people are checking them out or interested or... We run into this quite a bit, oh don't, my don't God. we? I, what are you women looking at? I don't know what we need. We need real signs. You need So you need someone holding a sign saying, hey, <laughs> I'm into you. Nessa, look you. over here. You're hot and I want you. I don't know. It, it seems that way. It really does seem that way at times that you notice somebody noticing me and I'm like, no, they don't. They haven't even looked over here once. You're like, are you kidding me? They've looked over here a thousand times and you're just not paying any attention. It happens so often. And I watch other couples doing it. I will sit there and sit back and go, that couple's into that couple and they haven't even noticed. But it's funny because one time they walked by and they're clearly interested in that. And I watch it all night over and over again with people being afraid just to go, hey, I like that outfit. Hey, your hair looks great tonight. Anything, just say something that could spark a conversation. Now, do you notice when a girl is into you? Yes. You do? Yes. And what is it that she does that you would be like, oh yeah, she's totally into me? Just the continued glance, catching somebody looking at you, and odds are that it's the quick look away, but then you kind of maintain that eye contact, just waiting to see when it comes back. If it doesn't come back, okay, maybe not. But when they look again, that's when you give them that, eh, hey, what's going on, not? And just acknowledge and spark that connection and allow it to happen. In a sex club, you are in a spot where you don't have to look away. People enjoy being checked out there. Now, don't be awkward and leering. And if somebody gives you that, eh, this is uncomfortable look, don't keep giving them the look. But if somebody's checking you out and you notice it and you are also interested there, don't quickly look away. Have that connection moment and see where it goes. I can see that. You're very good with the head nod. <laughs> I, shit. I love making eye contact with people at the club, mostly because I love eyes and I love the smile and the reaction and all that. And that's where I get my connection. Yeah. It makes it easy to make that next step of, hey, how are you? I'm G. This is Nessa. Great to meet you guys. Let's talk some more. You mentioned that they were also talking to couples while researching the club, talking to these couples going out on multiple vanilla dates. This couple that they spent all of this time dating in a vanilla aspect and building this connection, this was one of their first times out Mm -hmm. with a couple. So I thought, what a perfect matchup because with Mandy and Rock, they hadn't figured out how they were going to go about dating another couple or building those connections with another couple. And here's their opportunity to kind of take it at a slow pace. Also, at the same time, they met a couple who needed the exact same thing. So it worked out so perfectly. They're both in a boat where they need that, let's just get to know each other first mentality. And they had that conversation in the car, but it sounds like she's- I think it's great that he brought it up again. Yeah. Because it was already out there. Hey, before we walk into this hotel room, let's make sure we're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really good of him. A, kudos to Mandy for sharing it with him. Yes. And be great for him for stepping up and going, hey, I've heard you're not comfortable yet. I don't want you doing something you're not ready for. But if you're ready for it, fuck it, let's go. And he said they had an extended conversation. It wasn't, oh, no, no, never mind. It's fine. It's fine. Mm -hmm. It was, hey, let's talk this through and see what we're okay with. Then they get in the room and she gets her first experience with another woman and she's being timid and holding back. I did not have the typical girl-girl experience in my adolescence or in my college years. I never kissed a girl. The first time I kissed a girl was in the lifestyle when I was in my 30s. I knew nothing about pleasing a woman, about touching about a woman, about kissing a woman. I knew none of that other than my own personal <laughs> Yes, I like being kissed. kissed Yes, I like being touched. 
So to kind of go down the path of learning these things as an adult, I thought it was fantastic that Rock was coaching her. Yeah. It's also great to have the other couple know that this is your first time doing these things because they can also be a good coach too. You know, they can also be very welcoming and understanding. When you're the most nervous about doing these things is typically your first time. Once you've done it once, at least you get it under your belt and you're like, okay, I'm going to try this and see how she reacts. And Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm just like a teenage boy at that time. Like I'm just trying to figure (laughs) out, okay, what does she like is she moaning now yeah sure that's what teenage boys are thinking (laughs) they always tried to go down i don't know (laughs) i think we should always be somewhat coaching especially when there are partners we haven't been with before and maybe even partners we've been with multiple times and you're finding oh you know i really just don't like when they right i mean there's certain things i mean i my balls are very sensitive Yes. Some other guys love tugging, licking, sucking, pulling, nibbling, you name it. Not you. And the number of times <laughs> that I have to push people's hands or mouths away from, it's a head, nope, anywhere but there. Anybody? No. Actually, technically not even anywhere but there because I'm ticklish everywhere. But <laughs> <laughs> just focus on the cock. Done. I like the cock. <laughs> Glad to hear it. <laughs> they also found out during their first play session that instead of two separate couples playing on two separate beds, they enjoy everybody interacting, touching, being part of it together. I like how she mentioned that they started off separately and then they moved together onto one bed because I think that's also important because it's hard to feel a connection with the person you're with, especially if they're a new partner that you've never had sex with before, that you start off with that individual attention and now you can move together and make it a foursome and now you can touch and play between the couple. I always feel like that's a nice way to start, but I always like it ending up to be more of the puppy pile. Interesting. You want some individual attention. I mean, each person would like to feel like they're getting some sort of attention. And right? I think that's where I kind of selfishly fail myself because I like to sit back and watch everything build. So in my perfect situation, you and the other couple would start off and I would sit back and watch and then I would come in and join at that point. But you make a very good point of, well, now this other woman isn't feeling like she's wanted. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, he's just waiting to see his thing. And then when he's ready, he'll jump in. Yeah. So I, I can see where you're coming from there. That. And then once you get into that puppy pile scenario, hands are everywhere, including your own. So you're giving attention to multiple people, you know, not only being on the receiving end of hands, but you're not getting that focus of attention because attention is spread out amongst everybody. It's fun. It's great. You're having a wonderful time. There's so many sensations going on feeling all of the hands and feeling all of the different body parts are great. True sharing. It is. (laughs) I love how they went from all four being unsure if they could watch their partners Mm -hmm. to discovering, oh yeah, I can watch my partner. (laughs) (laughs) And they all had that moment of, oh, I'm uncomfortable. I'm less uncomfortable. No, I'm good here. Let's go. I love that the other guy stopped rocking his wife and said, hey, this is something you wanted to see. Watch as I slide into Mandy here. Yeah. And the communication of making sure, hey, we talked about this before. You wanted to see it. This is what's happening now. It's not, oh, you knew I wanted to see it. Why didn't you let me know I was doing, hey, 
let's make this happen in the moment. I want to let you know. And that also comes from me loving to see that first moment. So, But I love it because it shows that they had been talking about this mm-hmm. or this was something that A, she wanted to see and B, he was checking her box. So yes. he made sure she got to see it. This proves that there was communication somewhere along the line beforehand that this was on their list. I absolutely love when a couple stops things and say, hey, wait, babe, you got to see this. I need to watch him do this because I I've been waiting for him to see that, you know, Mm -hmm. to to do this. Whatever it is, I absolutely love when that happens because it's proof showing that partner that they listen, that they care, that they want this to be an event for both of them, not just one. I have to admit, I have those moments where I'll be making out with somebody, touching, getting to that moment, and all of a sudden I hear your sex sounds and I go, fuck, I missed it. At this point, we're not checking a lot of things off the list. (laughs) So it's not a matter of you needing to see it every single time at this point. But But, I do want to. (laughs) But if there is an opportune time, I don't call things Mm -hmm. to a halt. (laughs) But that's where I'm at. Like It's like, how far do I go with this other person before you get to that point? Because it's one of my favorite things. That initial gasp that you make and the way your eyes roll and just... But I will be honest, I don't know if I would make the gasp and the eye roll the exact same way if I knew that I had to call it to a halt. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you wouldn't. There's no way. (laughs) Which is uh, why I know I need to catch the right moment. It's the fact that it's building up for you. There's been the kissing, the touching, the rubbing, and you've had it in your mouth. He's gone down on you. It's just outside, and now it's in, and that moment... And you're right, 100%. If it's a, hey, wait a second, he's about to go into me, watch. Ah, okay, see, see, ah, that was, no, it's not going to be the same. You're you're 100% right. right. Please do not stop things to call me over to see it. I need to find a way where I can see that while still attentive to the person that I'm with. Mm -hmm. And it's a tough balance. But am I allowed to be selfish in that, that, eh, you know what, this is one of the best moments for me. Is it okay to be selfish to catch that and then really give the attention? If that is a part of the interaction that gets you hot and bothered, I think it should take a priority. I think it should be part of your experience because that is ultimately what's going to get you going and help you with your other partner in front of you. (laughs) Right? Yes. I think it's fair to be selfish in the sense that you're not really being selfish. You're being selfish to maybe stop things for the moment to see what you need to see. But if that's the part that you're in this for, that's going to get you all like, yes, I'm ready to fuck somebody now, then by all means, make it a priority. But we're being honest here. I have struggled many times where I've been watching you while getting a blowjob and then turning back to see the woman looking up at me like, why aren't you looking at me? You're like, where I, why aren't you focused on what I'm doing? And I, I feel bad. And I'm like, oh, fuck, where do I look? What do I do? Yeah. That's a tough dance and a tough balance. That is tough. From my perspective, if I'm giving a guy a blowjob and he's watching his wife, I think that's hot. Okay. I don't expect them to be staring at me. Good to know. But I can see that there would be women out there who would feel that that is a turn off because Mm -hmm. they're thinking, well, wait, I'm here doing this to them and they're looking at their wife. I can understand how that could be misread. That may be something that's worth communicating prior to. I don't know. Right. I know. Because I frequently, as you're getting close, if we're doing something, I will pull the other woman up and say, hey, watch this. I love that. I'll acknowledge, hey, I love seeing this. You come watch this. Some women 
don't want to see it. Right. And it's abundantly clear when they, I say, hey, watch this. And they they're turn like, in a no. way that they're not. It's like, well, I said, watch, but you could, you can't see looking at that. But okay, well, if you go ahead and look at that, but I've now informed you, I like this. I want to watch this. And then after their play session, the girls went in the shower. Your favorite. Although you would have been following me into that bathroom to watch. <laughs> there would not have been a half hour of me waiting to see what was going on in the shower. I can yeah. assure you that. <laughs> I actually go out of my way when looking at hotels to find a hotel that has a shower that you can see into from the room. I think that's one of the hottest fucking things in a hotel. We built it into our own fucking house. I wish we had a shower like that at the sex apartment. We would actually use it. (laughs) The idea of after play moving into the shower. I know it takes away from the naked talk. I can also guarantee to you it would lead to round two. (laughs) and possibly round three after we got back and eventually getting to the naked talk maybe. Mm -hmm. But I really love the idea of more shower play. You just love wet and soapy. Oh my God, do I? Thanks for joining us for a hump day quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories. I I keep trying to catch the right angle. (laughs) Uh, That's what she said. (laughs) Do you have a good view? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I do. (laughs) Damn it. Missed it again. Son of a... Pre Nolans party. <laughs> Can we switch seats this time? Yo, you want to <laughs> sit over here now, do you? Yeah. <laughs>